What's up finance experts, ready for another tantalizing episode that will level up your financial life and help you crawl out of that dark corner and into the sunlight of financial freedom? Thought so, let's do this. Just a quick reminder that everything I say and mention on this show is simply my opinion based on my own research. Please do your own due diligence before taking any advice since I'm not a financial advisor. I do, however, have a master's degree in economics from the University of Toronto, if that counts for anything. Hopefully this is enough to keep you listening, and if so, let's get into today's topic. Hey, welcome back again, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Capital Corner. We're back again with another episode on this beautiful Tuesday. Here in Toronto, it's like 31 degrees, so uh, it's going to be a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day. So today we're talking about frugality and why it's not the end-all be-all for anybody. If you're anything like me, you've probably been feeling down recently and been way too hard on yourself for overspending and not having much money left over each month after you fill out your budget. And it it can be really frustrating, especially when you know you're doing your best or at least close to your best every single month. And this is, of course, one of the areas I struggle with most that you might be able to relate to. And with the rising cost of living, along with stagnating wages for most of us, it really took its toll on me the past few months, as I'm sure it has for a lot of you as well. I read an article recently that 60% of Canadians are on the brink of insolvency given these higher costs. That's right, 60% are on the brink of insolvency. That means that 60% of people are practically broke, which is absolutely unacceptable. Does that mean we're just doomed to a fate of infinite debt and living paycheck to paycheck every time? It's kind of terrifying. Anyways, as I finished up my five years of university studies, which included my undergraduate degree and master's degree, both in economics, back in 2020-21, I started to realize I'd been in somewhat of a cocoon, separated from the world for the better part of a decade. I've been surviving off of minimal income from a TA position or teaching assistant position and student loans which allowed me to go out with friends and buy new technology, all with a limited cost of living. This really skewed how I thought the world worked and of course how I saw money. It wasn't nearly that simple though and student loans had to be repaid as soon as I finished school, which I didn't know at the time. As a master's student, I also didn't realize that my hourly pay was currently much higher than anything I would earn in the industry, even as a first-year worker. All this started to hit me when I started my first job. I was scouted on LinkedIn by a recruiting firm for what seemed like an amazing opportunity at a huge American bank. What I didn't consider was the cost of moving across the country. I currently lived in British Columbia, Canada, and was moving to Toronto out in Ontario which included the cost of gas to get there, hotels, and of course, food as well. And I also didn't consider putting down a security deposit and paying ahead two months of rent, which is typically the case in Toronto, and of course, stocking up on necessities like groceries and cleaning supplies for the new apartment. All of this, of course, was before I even made a dime from a new shiny job. Not to mention, I didn't have any idea how recruiting firms made their money, which it turned out they took 48% of every single dollar I earned. All of this was nothing short of overwhelming, both emotionally and financially, and it really hit me quite hard when this reality kicked in. That's when I decided I was going to live a bit more frugally, spending only on necessities in the big city with minimal bouts of spending and going out with friends, which initially worked well since I didn't know anybody in Toronto anyways. 
But making $47,000 a year as a contractor in one of the most expensive cities in the world isn't an easy feat. I continually berated myself for not saving more, needing to spend less, and constantly in a state of stress, thinking about how I was going to pay my rent on time or where my grocery bill was going to hit me in terms of my money that I had left over. After a year of this, I started to realize this job was not what I wanted to do. My boss didn't care about her employees and higher ups were constantly screaming that something hadn't been done right and they obviously weren't in the right headspace either. That's when I decided I deserved something better. I started applying for other jobs, which was scary to me since I didn't want my boss to find out and can me right there on the spot and I would just be left jobless in this huge city. Just as I started applying for jobs, a new hire joined the team and we instantly became really good friends. He was a super hard worker and I made sure to tell him to have some thick skin in the office given the current situations. We worked together for a few months and when I had interviews he would uh, be really nice and cover my work for me to ensure I wasn't behind or questioned why I hadn't been completing my work on time. Then something amazing happened. I applied for a job in a sector I was very interested in and even studied during school and I actually wrote my honors thesis in my undergrad on this topic. Better yet, my newfound friend had a close friend that worked there. So after meeting with them together one day after work and chatting with them for a long time, it was clear she was a very generous person and wanted to help me prepare for this job interview. She told me tons about the industry, the perks and downfalls of the workplace, and most importantly, what to expect for the interview so that I could be best prepared. I went to the interview that next week feeling terrified since I knew this was a huge opportunity to leave my crappy job and move on to something much better with a big pay raise too. It was my per first in-person interview to date given what COVID had done to the world, so this made it all more overwhelming. So that Tuesday crisp, that crisp Tuesday morning in September, I stepped into the interview room and felt instant relief as the interviewers came into the room and greeted me. They were smiling, young, under 30 for sure, and seemed genuinely interested in what I had to offer. We had a good chat and even spoke about my new friend that I had met through my coworker, which really helped me build rapport. In the end, we were all laughing like old friends and I hadn't been that happy in a long time and I started to realize what I'd been missing in terms of my workplace. A week went by, typically it was supposed to take two to four weeks according to this newfound friend to get an answer and they wanted me on their team as soon as possible. I remember the joy that filled me knowing I could leave that hellhole as soon as I wanted to and nothing compares to that. Some of that joy was taken away when I realized I needed to work there for two more weeks after resigning and the act of resigning itself terrified me, but all of that was just minor now. I got the job. Although in this new role, I'm still not entirely stress-free with my ability to cover costs and have enough to spend on the side, it's worlds better from that first year in a new city by myself as a new graduate. This brought something to my attention though. Instead of cutting costs and being frugal to the limit and not having any kind of quality of life, sometimes it's just better to expand your comfort zone and demand more for yourself. You're not destined to live a life where you struggle every single day. Come to the realization that you deserve more. You deserve the freedom to spend your money on what you want because you want to, not because you need to. This is your life. Take control of it and make it the best it can be. As soon as I realized I didn't need to rely on that single job to make a living and I could seek something much better, 
it changed everything about my mindset. It wasn't about saving more money. It was about making a positive change and earning more of it while also putting myself in a different and better environment to facilitate my growth as an individual. This realization has set me on a path to financial freedom, which is why I so desperately want to share it with all of you. I started a YouTube channel called Investonomics. Go check it out, of course, if you haven't already. A podcast, that the one you're listening to right now, and a blog to push myself to the outer parts of my comfort zone. I did this for three reasons. First, it forced me to hold myself accountable and do something I can show others each week. Second, I wanted to help others who were in the same rut and dazed by what the education industry has forced us to think. And finally, I want to continuously develop and become better as a human and want to share this journey with all of you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this kind of gave you a background into why I'm doing this. It means a lot to me. And make sure to leave a comment and a rating if you like this. And uh, be feel free to email me your story as well. I'd love to hear it from you and help you to your journey to financial freedom as well. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. I'm very impressed you made it this far. Thank you. I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star rating on the show and write a quick review to show your support if you enjoyed it. It really helps me reach more like-minded people just like you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Investonomics Education and check out our YouTube channel at Investonomics.